0: Jacob left Bathsheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offsprings. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his hip.
1: Thank you so much, Ronnie, for that reading. Good morning. Welcome. Lovely to see you this morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Alan. I'm part of the team here at St. Saviours, And we're continuing this series called New Year, New You. How each of us can move forward in our faith in 2023. And there's two things that will define your walk with God this year. One is sacrifice and one is struggle. How you respond to those two things. And last week, we began by looking at this theme of struggle through the eyes of Abraham, this great icon of faith. Today, we're looking at the theme of struggle through Abraham's grandson, Jacob, who's really an icon of grace. And I don't know what you're struggling with this morning. I don't know what your storms are. Maybe it is a financial struggle. Maybe it's an illness or a relationship or a lack of relationship. Or maybe it's a past hurt that you're struggling with. If you're not struggling with anything, one thing is certain. At some point in the future, you will go through a storm. At some point this year, you'll probably hit a storm. Storms are a reality of life. They're a reality of the Christian life. And how you respond to God in those storms will define your walk with God this year. Before we continue, shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray, Lord, that you just open our eyes, open our ears to hear what you have to say to us as individuals as a church family this morning by your holy spirit in jesus name amen a few years ago i was camping with my sons in snowdonia and we woke up one morning one of the things i love camping is you just disengage from the digital stuff, your phones, the Wi-Fi. I have no idea what's going on in the world. And um, we woke up one morning and we noticed that half the campsite had left and everyone else was packing up. And so I thought, this is a bit strange. I asked someone, what's, what's happening? Where's everybody going? And they said, haven't you heard? The storm's coming. And I said, it's OK, I've got like a storm-proof tent. I'll be OK in the storms. And he said, no, this is going to be gale force storms. It'll rip through material. You need to leave. So we set the sat nav and we headed home and we were for some reason, the shortest route home seemed to be over the mountains. So we were driving over the mountains, and then we started to hit the beginning of the storm. And um, the, the storm, the gusts sort of came, the rain was torrential. I could only see about a couple of foot before the front windscreen. There was nobody else on the road, we were the only people exposed. And every time the gusts hit the car, it felt like the, the car was being lifted slowly off the ground. And I was gripping the steering wheel, I was terrified. I was praying, I was praying, Lord, protect me, protect the boys, help us get home. I was making all the promises to God you do when you think your life's coming to an end. And, and I, was, I was praying in tongues, I was binding, and I was cursing, and I was gripping the steering wheel, and we had the roof box on, and the car was rocking from side to side. And I turned around to see if the boys were okay. Um, their, their perspective was very different to mine. They thought they were on a roller coaster at Alton Towers. Every time like, the wind hit the car, they were going, whoo, hooray, another one, come on, bring it on. We, we eventually managed to get out of the storm, down the mountain, into the valley where it was safe. And I remember later I was speaking to the boys. I was saying, weren't well, you scared? I was terrified. And they said, no, we thought it was great fun, Dad. And they said, anyway, why would we, why would we be worried? So said, we were with you and we knew that you would protect us, nothing would harm us. And we review. They have a very false sense of reality <laughs> on their dad's ability to keep them safe and calm storms, I think. The reason I want to tell you that story is because that's such a picture of life, and it's a picture of spiritual life. You know, we go through the storms, and we can either go through the storms being anxious, scared, and terrified or he can embrace the storms and trust in our Heavenly Father, who thankfully does have the power to bring peace in the storms. Today we're looking at Jacob and we see how Jacob embraces the storms in his life and how through his storm he discovers God's purpose, his identity, and God's plan for his life. And there's three ways Jacob responds to the storm, three simple things I think we can put in place in our lives today. Or in our lives this year. They all start with P, so they're easy to remember. And they're pray, persevere, and promise. Pray, persevere, and promise. The first thing is this. When you're in a storm, pray. Pray to God. Jacob prayed to God. We pick up the story in chapter 32. Jacob's about to meet his brother Esau. It's the first time they've met for 20 years. And the last time they met, Jacob stole his brother's blessing. So he thinks his brother's out to get him. He's out for revenge. Esau has 400 men with him. And Jacob's stressed. He's scared. He's anxious. He's fearful for his life. And in chapter 32, verse 9, we read this. Then Jacob prayed. Then Jacob prayed. Prayer is, I think, this real strange and mysterious thing that we do. If you're sort of a doer or an activist, it seems sort of empty and impractical to pray. You want to do something practical about the things that happen in your life. And I think the reason why prayer is such a powerful thing to do, not just something we should do every day because we follow Jesus, but it's specific that it changes things in the storm. Prayer is about faith, trust, and dependence. In prayer, we are admitting our need for God. We're saying, actually, God, I'm finite. Actually, God, I do get burned out. I do get tired. This thing that I'm going through is beyond me. But I'm offering it to you. Prayer is admitting that we have limitations, that this thing that we're facing is bigger than us. Before you do anything else, pray. The first way to respond to the storm is to pray. And then secondly is persevere. Pray to God but also persevere with God Jacob persevered with God chapter 32 verse 26 then the man said let me go for it is daybreak but Jacob replied I will not let you go unless you bless me the man asked him what is your name and Jacob he answered and the man said your name will no longer be Jacob but it will be Israel you have struggled with God and with humans and you have overcome So Jacob has this mysterious encounter with God. We're not clear whether he's wrestling with a man or an angel, but somehow it turns out that he's wrestling with God himself. And Jacob has spent his whole life up to this point being passive, being apathetic towards God. He couldn't be bothered with faith or with with his relationship with God. He was a liar, he was a cheat, he was a manipulator. For the first time in his life, he perseveres with God. Jacob wrestles with God and all through the night he wouldn't let God go and it's at that point when he's blessed it's only at that point where he receives his new identity and a new purpose for his life and God says to him you're no longer Jacob you're no longer the liar the cheat you are now Israel Jacob is released into the purpose that God has for him which changes the course of history A number of years ago, I started to do this in my faith. I I was reading this passage about Jacob and Genesis and seeing how we hold on to God, and I felt that's what I need to do in my devotional time. So I made a decision every time I came to my devotional time to spend time in the Bible. I was going to wrestle with God. I was going to keep going and pressing in, praying, worshipping, intercessing, till I received something from God. I received that nugget which brought life. And I think when we have that expectation to wrestle with God, to say, Lord, I know you want to speak to me, but I want to rest, I want to hear the word you have for me for today. When we have the expectation, it changes our spiritual spirituality, it changes our faith, it changes our devotional time, it changes that space we carve out, spend time with God. And this is something that's modelled throughout Scripture. Jesus said this again and again. He told the parable of the persistent widow, to tell you to be persistent, to keep pressing in to God. On the road to Emmaus, we're told that Jesus pretended he was going to walk on, And the disciples reach out for him because he wanted them to persevere and reach out for him and to actually say, Lord, I want to pursue you in my faith. Persevere in your relationship with God. So often we stop before we get to the breakthrough. We get to that point where God just wants to bless us and deliver us or speak to us and we stop short. We give up. Keep persevering. If you're in a storm, keep persevering until you Receive the blessing. Pray to God. Persevere with God. And then the last thing is promise. Remember God's promises. Remember God's promises. Chapter 32, verse 12. Jacob said, You have said I will make you prosper. Make your descendants like the sand of the sea which cannot be counted. And Jacob held on to God's promises over his life. That's how he embraced the storm. When the storm came, he said, Lord, remember your promises to me. He prayed, he persevered, and he held on to God's promises. And God's spoken promises over all of our lives here. He's spoken promises over my life, and he's spoken promises over your life. He says, in Jesus, you are now sons and daughters of God, sons and daughters of the Most High. He says, I delight in you. He says, you're my treasured possession." He says, that I'm for you, that I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. And he promises that there's nothing in all of creation that can ever separate us from the love of God. He's spoken these promises over our life. There's nothing that can separate us from him. So if that's so, then why the storm? What is the point of the storm? Because maybe you've been going through a storm or you've been through a storm. And it's painful, isn't it? It's unsettling, it's uncomfortable. It leaves scars when you've been through the storm. But I don't think we get the answer in this passage. What we do see is in the storm we find the blessing. If you imagine the next day as Jacob gets up and he leaves from having this wrestling match with God and his family see him approaching and his clothes all ripped and his hair's all over the place and he's walking with a limp, and he looks battered and bruised and scarred and his family say, what happened to you? Were you attacked by robbers or a wild animal? Or did, did Esau send some men to beat you up? What happened? And Jacob says, no, nah, I've been blessed. This is a blessing. And they're saying, wow, that doesn't look like any blessing that I would want to have. <laughs> I think this is the most profound part of Jacob's story. Jacob, earlier on, he was in a place called Bethel. And he had this wonderful dream, this encounter, this supernatural vision of God this stairway going up to heaven with angels coming up and going up and down, up and down, and God at the top speaking promises over his life. And Jacob does what any of us would do. He comes away from that encounter thinking, Lord, I'm going to give money to you. I'll give a tenth. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. And then life goes on as normal. And Jacob goes back to being the old Jacob. And maybe we've been there at at an encounter evening or a festival or a conference or a service where God's spoken to our hearts and we've been moved by God and we said things are going to change Lord I'm so excited about you and then Monday morning comes or the new term comes and we go back to normal we forget about that we forget about those testimonies that miracle we might have saw and we go back to normal and then Jacob is in this place called Peniel and there he wrestles with God and it's there in that place that he's blessed And if we're honest, we all crave or we desire the Bethel moments. Those moments with miracles and supernatural visions. But it's not in those moments, it's in the pineal moments. We're in the valley, where we're lonely, where we're wounded, where we're exhausted, where we're vulnerable. It's in those places that God changes us. And we see the blessing, we see the movement of God. It's in the place of total dependence that we find the blessing. It's not on the mountaintop, but it's in the valley that we find the blessing of God. And God changes us and shapes us and speaks to us as we embrace where we are. And we say, Lord, I can do nothing else at this moment but just to cling onto you and know that you're enough. Know that Jesus is enough. Jesus is always enough. Would the band like to come up? This year, learn to embrace the storms. Learn to pray to God, to persevere with God, and to hold on to God's promises in the storms. If you'd like to stand. Holy Spirit, we want to invite you to come, to come and meet us, to come. And speak to us and fill us and just refresh us at the beginning of this new year. And I don't know what you're carrying this morning, but God knows, doesn't he? Whether like Jacob, that next day you're carrying the scars of being in the storm. Walking with a limp. Vulnerable, wounded, changed, but blessed or maybe at this moment in time you're right in the midst of the storm there's stuff going on in your life in your world in your family and you can't see a way out or maybe this year you will face a storm in your life and that's not the time to give up Jacob prayed and maybe the Lord is just saying to you this morning before you do anything else jacob persevered he held on to god until he got his blessing and maybe god's just calling you to just to not give up but to trust to have faith and say lord i'm going to hold on to you i don't know where this is going i don't know what the end result of this is but i'm going to hold on to you and keep persevering Jacob held on to God's promises he knew that God is a good God that he'd spoken things over his life and everyone in Jesus is a new creation God has spoken things over your life and over my life and God is faithful to his promises hold on to God's promises so I invite you now as we invite the Lord is here by his spirit to just offer those things to him, Lord. Say, Lord, I'm going to offer these things to you and I'm going to hold on to my blessing. Yes, Lord, I want to be on that mountaintop. I want to have those Bethel moments, but I also want to embrace you in those pineal moments. When I'm lonely, when I'm vulnerable, when I'm all on my own. I'm going to embrace you, Lord, and see the change that you will bring. I'm going to be expectant. Let's just, just wait for a few minutes and I invite you just to, just, just to offer whatever the Lord is saying to you this morning, just to lay them at his feet and just receive from him, receive his peace. lovely quote someone told me many years ago sometimes God takes us down paths we don't want to go to find places we never want to leave and Lord we thank you that you're in Bethel and Peniel you bless us sometimes with those mountaintops but also when we're in the valleys where when it's painful when it's hurting you're just as real if not more real because we're stripped of everything we are nothing else left just to turn to you and we thank you lord that in those moments you are enough jesus is enough that you have overcome all the power of the enemy we don't bypass the storms we go through them but you have the power to calm them you have the power to heal to restore and we pray lord that wherever we are the lessons that we will be learning Will be from spirit to spirit, that you be speaking to our hearts, and that you be changing each one of us to be the type of people that you long for us to be. And as we embrace the storms, we embrace you and your good plans for our lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name.